Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. On today's show, to help us recap the thrilling 34-31 victory over the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings' victory, um, is Luke Parrish. He writes for us here at the Viking Age. He's been on the show in the past, so welcome back to the podcast. Luke, how are you feeling after today's Vikings victory? <laughs> Definitely feeling better today than I thought I would coming into this. Uh, it's good to be back. It's been a while since I've been back on here, so yeah. good circumstances to come back, and right. <laughs> hopefully there's more of this in the future. For sure. Um, all right, so the Vikings, like I mentioned, they won 34-31. to Greg Joseph hit a field goal to win the game. You know, it didn't happen earlier in the year, but you know, props to the Vikings, I guess, for sticking with him. Uh, and he hit a field goal that pretty, you know, Blair Walsh probably couldn't have hit uh, <laughs> back in the day, but he... 28 yards, gets the win over the Packers. Uh, it felt like it was going to be a win for most of the game, but then, you know, the, the doubts crept in the second half. The Packers yeah. did some things, and then some things kind of went the Vikings' way, which is weird, too. Yeah. Um, and then Very, they got... Yeah, the typical Vikings game. Yeah, yeah, they, they got the win <laughs> in the final seconds. I, uh, I would really like for one of these games at all, just one this season, to not come down to the final seconds... Yeah, uh, just <laughs> one. I don't think it's gonna happen. And if it is, if it doesn't, it'll probably be like the Vikings getting blown out. Which you know, I'm like, right. <laughs> eh, I I guess it's okay. No, I don't want them to lose. Um, but typically on the recaps, we go over positives and negatives. And since the Vikings won, we can go over some positives. Um, you know what's what's one positive that you took away from from the Vikings performance <laughs> today? I mean, the Packers. I mean, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he had monster day. They finally went back to him. I mean, they got him involved last week after he kind of voiced his, I wouldn't say his anger, but I mean, he was, just, he was very frustrations. Get me the ball. We're going to be okay. And of yeah. course, they, they got him and Cook going last week and they got the win. They came back this week and did more of the same. And he won. I think he finished with, what, 172 total yards. Yeah, because he had a run uh, or something. Yeah. So. I mean, you just get him the ball. You take your chances down the field. You live with what you get. I mean, even he had the what, like thirty something yards on that pass interference to kick yep. off the yep. second quarter. Yep. I mean, you throw it to your best player, you're going to get good results more often than not. So, yeah, the Vikings uh, after those first two games, after they came out of the bye, and he had what, like, f- you know, four or five targets per game. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it was mind boggling why they weren't getting him the ball as much as they could. And it kind of makes you a little angry looking back at those two games, you know, thinking like all you had to do was give Jefferson maybe a couple more targets and the Vikings could be what six and four right now, seven and three, maybe. Yeah. Um, if they do that, you know, if they get the ball to their best player, 
uh, which doesn't seem like it's too difficult. And the, the teams that they didn't do that against, the Cowboys and the Ravens, not exactly known for having, you know, the most stout pass defenses right. in I mean, the NFL uh, this year. So it didn't make a lot of sense. They had that same issue with like with Trevon Diggs that we've seen all season. He's yeah. going to make some plays, but if you keep going at him, you're going to get some back. They got, I think, that, I believe they burned him deep early in the game, yeah. and then they just stopped going into it. And you, yeah. if you keep going at him, you're going to have a lot more success than trying to pound it up the middle with Cook every single play, and then you're stuck forcing the ball to Tyler Conklin in the flat on third and yeah. fourteen. It's <laughs> it's not a good recipe for success. This might this might be a little include a little bias but how many receivers right now in the nfl do you think are better than justin jefferson i mean if if you're gonna go with the caveat everybody's healthy i mean there's like three that i would comfortably take and that would be adams which we saw the day he tore him apart uh deandre hopkins but i mean his health is there right now and then i would throw a guy like uh like might be a little of a shock, but Terry McLaurin, I think he's up there as well. Oh, really? I mean, he doesn't get a lot of credit, but I mean, today he Diggs? named for himself. Diggs is up there. Yeah. He's had a couple of quiet weeks yeah. uh, lately, but he, I think he had two scores today against Indianapolis. So yeah. there's a few guys in there. But I mean, there, I don't think there's any doubt that Jefferson's a top five guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. He's vaulted himself in that in that company. Especially after these last two games, and it's just it goes yeah. to prove just just throw him up, just chuck it up. Like he's yeah. worst if, case, get maybe a deep interception, like, yeah. <laughs> or or pass interference. Like yeah, like it's just it was just mind boggling the last couple of weeks just watching, you know, cousins chuck it down to Conklin or or CJ Hammond, and today, cousins just looked super aggressive. He looked yeah. how a lot of people thought. He's capable of playing. You know, that'll be one of my positives. Just Kirk Cousins just coming yeah. out being aggressive for pretty much the whole game. Um, you know, typically you might see him just just the first half. He'll be aggressive. And then the second half will come out and just try and not make mistakes. But today he didn't he didn't care. He's like, yeah. you know what? We're gonna be aggressive. We can't, you know, not be be unaggressive against this uh this Packers <laughs> team because they're gonna come back and they did. Um but got a little dicey at the end with that did. almost interception. It but. Did. but you know, at the same time, he's taking chances. He's not. He's not just yeah, like. Oh, I don't. I don't want to throw that pass because it might get picked, and I'm going to throw it to CJ Ham. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I. That was a. That could have been a. You know, terrible play at the wrong time. But at the same time, I'm like, I would like for him to take more of those chances. I wish it wasn't at that time in the game, but I want him to take those chances. You know, going right. forward. Instead of just being like, uh, you know, here, here, uh, uh, D.D. Westbrook catch this pass for two yards. Um, yeah. So it's third and eight. Let's go ahead and just get in the punt. Get get the punt crew ready. <laughs> give them a good. Not, not give them a field position. Point, making a fourth and seventeen. Try to get whatever we can out of it. It's just yeah. take the chances early in the drive, and you'll. I mean, you might hit. I mean, they did it uh, first half. Jefferson had the deep shot yeah. in the first quarter, which almost scored on it once again. He's gotten. Robbed of two touchdowns like that already this season. <laughs> yeah. but. I bet his fantasy owners are thrilled about that. <laughs> and just give the ball to Cook at the one yard line. Yeah. Um, did you have any other uh, positives from today? There's a bunch. Uh, I, I feel like you should say the defense, but second half that uh, was. Definitely. I mean, their first half defense. defense but, yeah, rush defense. They helped. They contained AJ Dillon a lot better than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, first half they played really well. And second half, Xavier Woods was back to the 
Xavier Woods we saw it in Dallas last year, which is why the Vikings got him for so cheap. He just mm-hmm. he got burnt a lot. Mackenzie Alexander. Mackenzie Alexander, he got he got embarrassed on the second Devontae Adams touchdown. He, yeah, I don't know what he was he doing there. I'd fade yeah. hard and he just yeah. Them, which <laughs> I mean it's gonna happen against like arguably the best route runner in the league, but But you got it, yeah. And I don't know. I just I feel like that's a rookie mistake that Alexander made where you gotta know this guy is is gonna try and probably go for the end zone most of the time. Yeah, um, he's gonna he's gonna you have to watch his what is it, the hips. You don't watch yeah. the head. He fell for the head immediately. How- yeah, like how many times is Devontae Adams going to run a five-yard route? Like, <laughs> right, hardly ever. So I don't, I don't know why he yeah, thought but that's what he was doing. It was. I, it looked like I, I felt like that play because Rogers was under pressure. It looked like Alexander thought maybe Rogers was going to take off, so he was going to he was moving yeah. up a little bit to make sure he didn't. But I, and I've that might have been the play with the the timeout call that they yeah it was it was a he just kind of chugged up whole yeah. different. And Rogers was like, I didn't call time. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see it. They didn't blow it dead, so they had to play <laughs> through it, which I understand. But it was that second half was frightening. And we knew it was going to go downhill yeah. as soon as they gave that toss to CJ Ham, and it <laughs> killed that driving the first half. And you're just like, oh, well, here we go. It's I tweeted I, I tweeted something about it right before, like saying like, okay, this is this is the time in every game this year where the Vikings have they've had the lead, a large lead, and they just like. Oh, let's call it tight end screen. You know, let's run right up the middle. And yeah, that's what they did. Three and out, and the Packers got the ball back. And it was it was funny because they the Vikings got the ball back too at the end of the first half, and then they still didn't do anything with. Like, they took like ten seconds off the clock, and Rogers thought the first half was already over, and he yeah. went to the locker room. <laughs> Which I get it because the Vikings are notorious for they get the ball back with plenty of time to make yeah. a move. Okay, we're just gonna run the clock out and go to the half. And, I mean, Osborne dr- didn't drop. He bobbled that, uh, the one. It hit the ground. I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't necessarily blame him. It was a little yeah. bit out of reach. But, yeah. I mean, that, you know what's going to happen. The Packers are going to score. Vikings going to get it back. And Greg Olson, I think it was, said, like, oh, you don't want to give the Vikings enough time either. They, You don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> I have a good, good <laughs> how this <laughs> the first half is going to end. They're going to kill it three yeah. times, which they did, and they at least tried. They uh, did. I was surprised I, when they got the ball, when they had those two timeouts st- left still, and they it was like 30 seconds or something, and they were still trying to throw the ball downfield. I was like, wow, okay. like Why don't we do this every week? And then it didn't work, but at least they went for it. Yeah, I think another one of my positives would be the pass rush. I feel like they got a good amount of pressure. Yeah, especially early on. Yeah, it yeah it did wear down in the second half. That's probably just because of fatigue and everything. But they were getting a good amount of pressure on Rodgers, you know, making him just throw the ball away, throw it in the dirt a bunch yeah. of times. And he looked flustered a lot of the first half. Yeah, he did. He had a lot of throwaways, a lot of checkdowns. He looked frustrated a lot, and I mean – that's what you want from Rodgers going. I mean, that's the best case scenario. And then, of course, the second half was the exact worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually had better numbers than, than Kirk Cousins today. and But most of it, I feel like, was on uh, like two or three plays. You yeah. Could, you could argue that long 75-yard touchdown, which was super fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I thought the pass rush did good. They got some, some good stuff from Sheldon Richardson and – uh, Everson Griffin caused some trouble, although he decided to just 
sneak on the other side of the field for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what he was saying. He was <laughs> close behind the ball. I mean, if you're looking at the ball to watch a snap, how do you not realize that you're in front of him? <laughs> I'm he was looking behind him. Yeah, that's Everson, though. You know, you can, you can count on him for at least one offsides or encroachment, I feel like, per game. Yeah. Um, because that's what I thought it was when they they called a false start on the center or whatever, which is always weird to me when you call a false start on the center, like he can move before anyone else. Yeah. Um. But and then I I didn't have a problem with uh as much a problem with the uh, officials today that I thought I was gonna like they they called it pretty pretty cut and dry. Maybe maybe the Vikings actually got some some calls. More than the Packers. Yeah, they got pulled out a few times. I mean, I don't think there was any bad calls. Maybe no. oh, the Devonta Adams holding call or the P- Patrick Peterson holding call where he like grabbed, he touched his arm or whatever. Yeah, that one was okay. like a little iffy. But I mean, I feel like there was the uh, the roughing the passer, the roughing the passer on Cousins only through the pick. I mean, that helmet? was a pure cut and it was yeah. helmet the helmet right in the face. Yeah. Um, there was a couple on Green Bay there, but I mean. Packers fans have been very vocal on Twitter about all that was well, oh, really rigged to this one. It's like, I don't know. You're not the fan base to make that argument. And I get like, you don't ever want to be the guy that's like, oh man, the refs cost mm-hmm. us this week. But I don't think it was that bad of an officiating game for no. them. I mean, they missed a call on Dalvin Cook on the opening drive. I think face it was mask. first play of the game. He got hit in the back for a face mask. They didn't yep. call. I mean, they're going to miss some things it's not at the end of the world well, yeah no i think it was pretty as far there weren't egregious calls there were i'm sure maybe packers fans were mad about the uh the almost interception uh that they probably like well you know the ground can't cause a fumble um <laughs> but you gotta hold on to it um, yeah so yeah i'm sure they that, that'll be talked about and I'm sure they'll bring up something else, but you know, they lost. Yeah. Oh, well. So they've <laughs> lost. They've lost two of their last three since uh, Aaron Rodgers decided to lie to the public. Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe don't do that. Because <laughs> you have any other positives before we move on to the uh, negatives? I mean, I guess you got to give Greg Joseph a little bit of credit for yeah. it. And- I mean, uh, nothing nothing else really even stuck out. I mean, Dalvin had a nice game. What about Clint Kubiak? What do you think of him today? It was, I mean, it was better. It's been better the last couple of weeks. I yeah. still do not understand the CJ Ham. Uh, <laughs> Why are those even in the playbook? I. It's just you got to stop it. You can't keep. Like, I love CJ Ham, but yeah. you got to start using him how he's like use him Just as the block. block. I, yeah, you I don't. Get him you're, down not, the, you're, not, you're not. They're not fooling anyone by running a. No, a especially when you do it gut. once or twice a week. Teams yeah. are gonna start expecting it. It's the yeah. same with like last year. It was the what the Adam Thielen end around on oh, yeah. second short once a game. Like <laughs> they're starting to figure it out. They're gonna be sitting on it. You gotta find something else to do. I did like how they had. Um, I think it was Jefferson's. I think it was his first touchdown. They had him lined up in the backfield a bunch, which is kind of. Just a different yeah. way to, like, he got matched up with a safety, which I think, you know, is always good for Justin Jefferson. And, yeah, uh, got touched on that. But they did that a couple times, which I think something we haven't seen. Yeah, they get, all the season. It matchups for him or Thielen. 
I mean, even that's why I wish they had Irv Smith right now because I think yeah. he'd be a guy that you can put in the backfield too right, and right. just see what you kind of if you put him in and Jefferson in the backfield and shotgun next to Kirk, you don't know what to expect. You're getting a linebacker on one and a safety on the other. Yep. I'm taking those chances every day. For sure. But I mean, not having him is a huge blow, obviously. What about Zimmer? Did you other than that challenge? I I don't feel like he made too many questionable decisions i feel like as far as like timeouts and stuff go yeah he's done a lot better <laughs> the last two yeah. weeks he's fine. i think he's like oh jobs <laughs> Europe a bit. but like the the challenge was whatever like you're not gonna there's no real game i was gonna say i hate when they like when no. teams challenge when it's first and goal on the one yeah. it's like just take the the ball like what? Yeah. they're like, well, I could risk it and uh, you know fumble. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just score a touchdown too. Yeah, just trust. <laughs> Dalvin. I, I feel pretty confident trusting Dalvin Cook and yeah. CJ for one yard. Line. Um, but the same goes with like this week. I do you take the timeouts going into the end of the game, right. or do you try to do you try to score? Do you run the clock out? I'm always all for go get the touchdown and put it away and give your defense a cushion and never trust the kicker. But this week, with it being Rodgers, and we yeah, just don't give him the ball. Don't give him ball. I don't care. You got to just take it down. Yeah. If you have to, you go to overtime and you miss a 28-yard field goal, and then you just know it's not in your plan to win that game. I thought it was <laughs> interesting that the Packers, uh, that LaFleur kind of just saved that timeout just to ice Joseph. And it's like, I guess that's a good idea, but you could have just – Maybe save yourself a little bit of time. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's he's hit a couple hair Mar- hell marys in uh, his <laughs> yeah. lifetime. But yeah, I uh, I didn't have a problem with Zimmer today. Other than that challenge, just like there's no yeah, like you said, there's no gain or point. Like and it was clear there was there was no re- replay angle that even gave you a good enough view to to like overturn it. Like it wasn't even close. Right. So. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, just some more positives before we get to the negatives. Just got to go with the crowd because that wasn't there last year, and it True, makes yeah. a bit it makes a big difference in that stadium. Got to go with what Adam Thielen. He had a couple clutch catches. Obviously, he had the the touchdown, which I think was a benefit of just the Packers just going with Justin Jefferson wherever he goes, and Thielen yeah. gets the the one on ones. Then he had uh, was it a. That yeah. long conversion he had on... He didn't even uh, see the ball coming. Drive. Yeah. I don't know how he caught it, how he made <laughs> yeah. it down. After whatever. he started stumbling towards the sideline. And he had like that uh, that tippy-toe catch, whatever, early in the, the game, uh, too. I mean, yeah, he came up big in huge yeah. spots. That's, that's exactly what his role needs to be. I don't think he's necessarily that primary guy anymore, which is fine. You have Justin Jefferson. Let Thielen take advantage of being the number two. And he's going to be probably the best number two in the league if you let him. So. Yeah. I'll take that every day of the week. This might take a few more like closer looks the next couple of days, but should Mason Cole start again next week? I don't know. That's that first half with Kenny Clark was tough. But then again, uh, is Bradbury going to make it? Yeah, down? yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been solid. I guess you can roll with him. But I felt like Cole kind of he got overpowered, but then he was able to kind of like recover. I feel like at yeah. some points. Where he slept in a little bit later too. So. Yeah, or with Bradbury, I feel like he would just been like thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly an experience. And Kenny Clark's I, good. He's one of the best defensive tackles yeah, in the league. Like, yeah, that shouldn't be like 
necessarily like looked over like that's like oh you got beat by aaron donalds it's like ah oh, you're terrible it's like yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair i mean i'm not gonna argue that cole had it necessarily easy coming in right. today, but yeah but that. but i think the thing is with cole is like we're not ending each game like oh mason cole like he's just terrible or with yeah, bradbury we're like god just get him out of there like he doesn't any and Cole hasn't been, I don't think he's been called for any holding calls or penalties or anything like that. So that's always, I feel like Bradbury at least had a couple of those. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I like, I like that the Vikings are actually sticking with the guy that's playing well, even though the other guy's a first round pick. So you could, in the past, I don't know if they would have done that. You look at guys like Matt Khalil or like Laquan Treadwell, like just giving these guys opportunities that they probably didn't deserve because right. they were guys who are better than them on the roster but they are first round picks are so like oh we gotta give them more chances right which that brings up the point i believe there was no no negative plays today from udo right yeah what i don't think he had a penalty that's been huge because that's been yeah he's been the biggest i mean that the offensive line's been really good this year especially considering what we've seen the last what three or four years it's just been three or four up. I mean, well, <laughs> Ten. the highlight for Kirk Cousins' sake, those yeah, since yeah, yeah. he's been here, it's not been favorable. And right. then I thought this year they've been really good, especially with Ezra playing at, at left guard, Darisol stepping in at left yeah. tackle the last few weeks. He's been phenomenal. O'Neal's obviously one of the best right tackles in the league. Yep. Just getting that consistency from the center and the right guard spots, all they need. And they're kind of getting that with Mason Cole. And if Udo can play just incrementally better. <laughs> Yeah. They'll be fine. No penalties, too. That's what they're getting. So it worked today. Their offense. But I guess we should mention that too. The Vikings they had like a su- significantly less penalties than they had last week. They only had three penalties today for yeah. twenty-five yards. I think they had like uh, eleven or ten or something like that last week. <laughs> They've been flagged for penalties a lot. I think they're they mentioned on the broadcast they're like thirty-first. Yeah. So Which, today was a huge improvement and made a big difference. They're right. also nine for thirteen on third down. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, so, a a good performance from the Vikings. I think they showed they today they played like the team that I feel like everyone thought they could play like entering the season. Like this is this is a team aside from the defense, you know, giving up some some big plays. But you're going against Aaron Rodgers too, so you have to think about that. But the way they played today showed that they can beat. And the NFL has just shown this year, like any team can beat any team. Like the Titans right. just lost to the Texans. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the Titans lost pretty The Jags beat the Bills a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's so, been, the last few weeks have been hectic. The 49ers beat the Rams. Yeah. So this, this season, like this feels like a season where like if you just get in the playoffs, that's all you need to do. Yeah, you've got a shot. Especially like there's not a single team really in any either conference that's like dominant proven anything. Like Tampa Bay looks beatable. Green Bay. Yeah, that's lots of Washington. Yeah, like like who's I would I mean the Vikings have the weapons. They can beat anybody on any Sunday or Saturday or Monday, I guess, if we're gonna go to the playoffs. So like the Cardinals, okay. If when Kyler comes back, that's that's a team to worry about. But the Vikings almost beat them in week two. On the road. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not... If the Vikings play like they did today, I'm not worried about them 
at all for the rest of the year. But that's the key. They got to keep playing like this. Like, can't go back to how it was three weeks ago where it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, and, and the good thing is no one got hurt today. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, anyone, no one got hurt. That's always good. Nobody got hurt. But moving on to the negatives, uh, I'll just get out and say this, just not holding on to leads. Like, yeah. The end of the second half or the end of the first half, I don't know what is going on, whether they're playing prevent defense every week or or what it is. But for some reason, the, their opponent, just, just give them an automatic touchdown or field goal because that's what it feels like they're going to get. Anyways, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And the Vikings, they seem to get a lead. At least, again, today they were, what, 16-3, to and, and the Packers came back and they were leading at one point. And it's just like, yeah, what are we, like, just, what are we doing? What- it's up to what, like fifty-nine points allowed in the last two minutes of a half. Yeah, yeah it's not good. It's bizarre. I don't know how it's possible because they looked—they always look so dominant in the first half, and then they just—it yep. slowly falls apart. They just like Zimmer, them. like Zimmer takes his headset off or something. Like what? What's what's going on? Does yeah. he just stop calling plays and have a- like? Oh, we need to be more aggressive. Okay, then do it. I don't know. Yeah. Like Dustin <laughs> Jefferson had a hundred what 104 four. yards in the first yeah. quarter and then didn't have a target in the second. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And they went back to him in the second half and all of a sudden, wow, their offense is back. <laughs> That's crazy. I would probably just, <laughs> I would keep him involved in the offense as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned what the past defense. That was, was not pretty- good. I think Aaron Rodgers had like 385 yards. Yeah. Passing. I don't want to, I don't think Patrick Peterson had a whole lot to do with that. I don't think, uh, Rodgers really threw the ball in his direction. When he was on the field. Yeah. Um, I know he looked after his hold of, if you want to call it a hold on Adams, he looked kind of uncomfortable. He kept grabbing at his groin. I don't know if he was having an issue with that. Right. And then I I didn't hear what they said he, he had stepped out for, but I know he came back second half. Looked like he had an back, IV. I was going to say he had a bandage on his arm that looked like an IV. So maybe he was just gassed from first game being back. Maybe had some cramps yeah. or something. I mean, he's, he's looked good all season. Yeah. He he doesn't look like he's really lost a step. I think him coming in sort of been huge for his career. So for sure. Oh, he's and gonna he's gonna get paid this year. He sure. needs some sort of consistency at corner. Yeah, he's gonna go to like the Saints or something, get a lot of money. Well, not them because they're not gonna have any money. Um <laughs> But yeah, did you have any like specific negatives other than the ones that we mentioned? Uh I don't think yeah, I think everything else kind of just tied into blowing the lead, like the missed extra point we got to stop making kicks so complicated um and, yeah, right. and yeah everything else it just seems like today was as good of a game as you're going to get from this team you know yeah. what you're expecting and then past even just can't be that bad why do we think that alexander medicine doesn't play well whenever delvin cook is in the lineup I don't know. I was what, what's going on with like, when he is the only guy that's healthy. He's, he'll go. He'll put up one twenty five yeah. and a touchdown. He'll be helpful in the pass game. But then he comes in and he. I don't know if it's just because he's not getting consistent touches, so he doesn't get like yeah. into the the feel of the game. Right. He just comes in. He he gets stopped for no gain every <laughs> single touch. He's not effective as a receiver. Yeah. It's just it's so hard to watch. I can't I can't figure it out. Like it's really weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. I would love to see Wong Wu right? involved a lot more. Just give him than, a touch. Yeah. Just just like, like if you if you want to replicate Cook, I think you're gonna get a lot more out of Wong Wu than you are out of Madison. Their skill yeah. sets are so much more similar than what And even if you don't Madison. give Wong Wu the ball, like don't hand him off the ball. 
he could burn a linebacker down the yeah. field so easily. Yeah. <laughs> just, just I don't, I don't know what his receiving skills are. Maybe they're not that great. But just, yeah, just what you have this guy on the field that's faster than just about anyone in the league, and you're just like, let's send him, let's keep him on the bench. That's- it reminds me a lot of how they handled Jarek McKinnon when he was here. Like his yeah. first year, it was like, okay, we know he's good. Let him yeah. get involved. Then but, Peterson came back. Yeah, and then one, I think, yeah, Peterson was out. McKinnon became the starter with him and Murray kind of split reps or whatever. And then, oh, look, McKinnon was really good, got a bunch <laughs> of money. Mm-hmm. Do that with Longwood. I think you're going to be pretty successful. You just have to obviously get Cook his touches. But Yeah, I think – uh if Wong was able to stay healthy, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he opened up next year as a number two guy or, or like during the offseason they, they trade to Madison because someone, uh, someone's always looking for a running back. And right. Madison's not terrible. It's just, it's like, what's going on every time yeah. he's not the <laughs> guy? It's like, what are you, Leroy Horde back there? Like just yeah. two yards, one so yard? That's funny you ask. Cause I was thinking about that all day. I was like, why is he not? Like effective whatsoever <laughs> as the backup, but as a starter, he can put up the exact same line as Kurt or That's as weird. Dalvin. It it kind of drives me nuts, but <laughs> you get what you get, I guess. Yeah. I think some. Oh, what do you feel about lifting the kicker in the air after a week eleven game uh, when you're five and five after you, he wins the game? Like <laughs> this isn't the Super Bowl, like. Come on, what, what are we doing? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's probably huge for him, especially yeah. after he has missed some clutch. It's good ones, for but... kickers. It gives, them, it gives him a confidence boost for sure. But I'm just and like. I mean, I, I guess, like, a, a divisional game, it's great. Like, yeah, I get the big win. But, yeah, it's like. What are we doing? There's still a long road. You yeah, still got. You're still five long. and five. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's chill out. You didn't. Uh, yeah. If it was a playoff game, okay. But, or get in the playoff game, fine. But. Week 11, <laughs> let's just high fives. Go Congrats for down two and a half games in the division. Yeah, now. like, <laughs> I'm just like, because they did that against the Lions. When yeah. They beat the Lions when Greg Joseph had the kick, and I'm like, you just beat the Lions. Let's let's not lift the kicker up. That has not been good. That's been their closest <laughs> win. Well, yeah. I guess they could get a tie. That's yes, 10 yes. They've right, got, right. But, yeah, let's, yeah, let's not uh, throw him in the air like he just won, like, the Super Bowl. Okay, it's the Lions. <laughs> um, I don't think I had any, like the dumb penalties we talked about. Everson holding on the leads, just not covering Devontae Adams. Like, he's oh, that first play of the game, I thought it was already over. <laughs> like, arguably the best like, receiver in the league, and you're like, man, he's fine. He's good. He's not gonna do anything. That happened. Uh, I think it was two years ago when they went to Green Bay the first time, or for the their first match. But Xavier Rhodes just like game. getting burned. Yeah, they just. Adams for like 30 something yards on the sideline. I mean, how? He's their only option. <laughs> right. You got to step to him. I, it doesn't make sense to me. There's but, some other there's some other Packers receivers I feel like are stepping up this year. But yeah, Adams, he's the guy. You know, whenever Rogers like, you know, needs someone to throw to, he's gonna throw that. Like that throw in the, the back of the end zone when uh, he got by two Vikings. I think it was Eric Kendricks and, and somebody else. He just backed yeah. in the end zone. It's like why isn't someone just like stuck to him the whole time? You don't have to, you can't play zone around Devontae Adams. Like that's not going to work. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to find a pocket every time up on him and hope for the best. Cause even then, if you're, if you got a guy sticking to him, you're probably not winning that either, but you have a better shot of winning a one V one than a one V zero. Right. Um, all right. So next week, the Vikings are on the road 
against the 49ers, who they just killed the Jaguars today. Okay, great. But they yeah. destroyed the Rams last week, too. Yeah. It's not going to be uh, not going to be easy. I I feel like Mike Zimmer's had success against Kyle Shanahan, though, in the past, except for that, that playoff game. Um, But what do you think? What do you think about this game already? Like, quick thoughts, I guess. Like, you, I don't, you're not going to be surprised if the Vikings just fall flat on their face next week, are you? Oh, uh, no, not at all. I mean, both <laughs> teams are coming in extremely hot. I think Debo Samuel scored again today. Yeah. He's going to be a nightmare. I think he had like a reverse or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they've had problems with top tier weapons all year, which is why they're top tier weapons. Like, they're going right. to make life difficult for defenses. But yeah, I don't even know what the 49ers are good at this year like they just run the ball yeah and they use Debo as a as a running back who's their running back uh they've got Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon exactly like uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah I mean they've got so many guys back there I don't even I think Mostert's still on IR right I mean Jimmy G's their quarterback Kiddo, Kiddo's healthy a lot of hope um, I was really hoping to see Trey Lance by this point but they just keep winning with despite how bad Jimmy G's been so <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that sort. I mean, he he is still like a package option. I, I think I believe he had like three carries today. But if the Vikings go into San Francisco next week and win, I'm gonna I'm back on the. This seems good. Like I mean, yeah, I'm looking at their schedule right now. If they win that, there's a good chance they could win. If they got what the Lions and Bears because they've got San Francisco and then they're Detroit, Pittsburgh, who's been up and down all year, right. and Chicago, and yeah. I think. Pittsburgh and Chicago. I think Pittsburgh's a Thursday night. Chicago yep. and, Monday. And U.S. Bank. Yeah. So, I mean, you r- rattle off and I make six in a row. That puts them at, what, I believe nine and five going into the Rams game. And before before this four-game stretch they just had against, what, the Chargers, Packers, Ravens, and Cowboys, I think a lot of people would have been fine with the Vikings being two and two coming out yeah, of the stretch. Yeah. And here they are. Two and two. Yeah. Not the two and two that you would have thought, but you got right. two right. somewhere. Exactly. You'll take, you'll take whatever ones you can get. Um, but yeah, like those first two games, people are like, ah, oh, season's over, three games. They only got three wins, you know, like let's get ready for the draft. Um I'm guilty. I'll be honest. Oh, for sure. No, I am too. <laughs> like like how but how could you have confidence in that team? Right. Losing the what? The who's the backup quarterback? Oh, Cooper Rush. <laughs> and then blowing that lead to the Ravens when you clearly you could have easily beat them. Um but yeah, yeah, they're five and five now. You know, as I'm sure somebody will say this week, you know, we're back to zero now. Next week is week one. So, you know, they got what I think right now they sit as the sixth seed. Yeah, they do. So they they got the tiebreaker over uh the Niners or something because the Panthers lost today. Which was surprising because I felt like they were going to do a lot better with Cam Newton, but I guess their Washington football team is, I guess Taylor Heineke is, you know, uh, making some moves over there. Yeah. It, he'll probably be <laughs> terrible next week, but oh, hey. sure. <laughs> we'll that's, a, that's like, that's like a Ron Rivera team though. Like they don't win. His teams have never won, except for that one season where they went to the Super Bowl. His teams don't win pretty. Like, no, it goes down to like the final seconds pretty much all the time. That's why he's, you know, River Bro- Ron or whatever he is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if the Vikings win next week, yeah, you can we can start. I feel like taking this this team seriously. Um, but we're Vikings fans, so we know that they could easily get blown out next week too. So 
Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. all I got for today. So uh, where can people follow you on Twitter, Luke? Uh, at Luke Parish underscore NFL. Cool. And he's got stuff up on the Viking Age. He just wrote about some some draft quarterbacks uh, that the Vikings could get next year to possibly replace Kirk Cousins and some veteran quarterbacks. So go check that stuff out. Go check out all his stuff. Go check out the Viking Age. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.